0: Welcome to Meant to Be Mama podcast. We are your hosts, Meg and Sarah.
1: Two women with one mission, unpacking the real and raw truths of infertility, pregnancy after loss, motherhood, and everything in between.
0: Thank you for joining us today. We are so glad you're here.
1: Hi, everyone. Um, This is Sarah, and Meg is here. And we have two very (laughs) special guests with us today. Um, Well, that's Knox. (laughs) He wanted to say hi to everybody. This is just real life. um, Two moms trying to, you know, get it all done. Um, So the babies are joining. So if you hear um, screams or anything in the background, that is... What that is. I'm so excited Yay. about this episode because Meg and I um, have not talked about her birth story Yay. yet, so I'm so excited to hear all about it. Um, and that's what we're going to be talking about mostly today, and just giving a little update um, as to where we kind of both are. And I mean, how it's yeah, been what ten, nine ten, weeks, five and six.
0: ten weeks since we've chatted. It's crazy. Like time seriously flies. You got you married. Literally- Two. Congratulations, you guys. Huge thank deal. You. And Sarah's officially at the twenty-one week mark, which is incredible. It's kind of like the place where, you know, your mind starts to feel a little like, all right, this is this is legit.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely feeling that First uh, trimester was really, really tough, both physically and mentally. And um, we've done all of like our testing. We did our anatomy scan and um thank God everything is looking good. So I'm feeling really good over That's here. That's a is, Oh, my gosh! And you just have this little munchkin just <laughs> giving you a run for your money. And I have just the craziest 11 month old who wants to walk so badly. Uh, did not want a to nap today. Um, so you're, you're in the thick of it all is good over here. <laughs> um, how are you? I cannot believe that Leo is eight weeks. Same nine. Well, don't it's Friday. Right? She's nine. nine weeks today. Oh, my God. Like, where did the time go? How did that happen? I don't know.
0: I feel like I was just fully pregnant on our last episode. And now all of a sudden, she's like, sorry, just saw my boob chase. (laughs) 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 Breastfeeding. She's wrangling an 11-month-old. This is our life right now. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I literally cannot believe she's nine weeks either. It just has flown by. Birth was
1: wild. A crazy experience. Oh. Um I want to hear all about it. So did it go did it go as planned? It it seems like well, yeah.
0: Yeah. so last time we talked, I think I was like, I don't know, probably 38, 39 weeks from what I remember. Um, and I had actually scheduled my last appointment with my midwife just to kind of get an update, and she asked, Hey, do you want to be checked just to kind of like see where you're at? And I was like, yeah, let's get this on the road. Let's I want to know kind of if I should prepare for anything mentally in the next couple of days. And so she checked me. This was so my due date was February 24th and this was February 21st. So I was like almost full term. Um, and she was like, so I feel the baby's head, but you are not like, dilated at all you're not e-faced at all like I think she's gonna be she didn't say she I think your baby because we didn't know what she was um I think it's gonna be a little while like I don't I don't think you're gonna have a baby born on its due date I think it'll probably be like you know May after May 6th she's like let's schedule your next appointment for May 6th and um it was kind of discouraging because my due date was the 24th of February so I was like Dang, like, are you kidding me? I have to wait another two, almost two weeks for this baby to get here. That's like really disheartening. So, but at the same time I was like, all right, like I'm not going to rush it. Like whatever, whenever her time it's cause I didn't know, I keep saying her not she's here, but whenever her time is like, I'll just, it'll, it'll be perfect. Um, and yes, yeah, I went home. That was the 20, that was the one's that was the 22nd. Sorry. So on that next day, um, I was just laying in bed and I felt like a weird little like pop inside. It wasn't like anything crazy. I was just like that was I heard it internally and felt it. it was strange. And all of a sudden, like a little like gush of water, and I was like, does my water just break right now? like or am I was that just I don't know like you you know, you don't I've never had a baby before, so I did not know what to expect. Um, and, and then I also was like, well, she told me yesterday that this baby wasn't coming until like after the six, like, you know, first second week of March. Um, and so I sent her a picture of like, you know, my, leakage. <laughs> sorry, TMI. Um, and she's like, the floodgates have opened. Like, you're going to have a baby in the next 24 hours. And I was like, you are joking me. Cause I had mentally like prepared myself. That, I mean, I was supposed to go to the gym that day, I literally texted my trainer, I was like, I'm gonna come work out and just like keep moving. I want to just keep stretching and doing mobility and whatever. Um, so when that happened, I text, I called my husband, obviously, first thing for most text my trainer, I'm not coming in like my water broke. So I had no contractions at all. My water had broke. And I felt totally normal. Honestly, like, I don't know. Well, you had C sections, right? Or just yeah. A-
1: I never, I never experienced labor at all. Um, because I had a scheduled C-section so it just, it didn't happen. So I, it's totally new. And then with this baby is very likely going to be another scheduled C-section because of how close they'll be. So oh, yeah, none of that ever happened for me. Oh
0: my gosh. It's why I mean, so yeah, I, my water broke, which it's crazy. So like I had four other friends that I have been like, chatting with that were also due around the same time and they were actually due earlier than me and they were all late and they were all like stressing, trying to do all the things to like start everything. But they some of them had lost their mucus plug, some of them um hadn't experienced anything. And I was like kind of in my head, like, oh my gosh, I haven't had any of that yet. So then but granted I still had like three days before her due date. And so um once my water broke, my water broke and my mucus plug broke at the same time. Like all of it was at the same time. So pretty much so that morning, water,
1: yeah. Your water broke like three days. I might be. I might be jumping. No, ahead. One day, but your water
0: the twenty third, the day before her due oh, date.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. So that was at nine in the morning on the twenty third of February, and then I felt nothing. Like literally, minus my like water breaking and all of that. I felt completely normal. I like washed my bed sheets, washed my couch cushion covers, vacuumed my whole house, like got my house like spotless cuz I'm just a psychopath and wanted to like come home to a clean house knowing that this baby was going to be here. Um, my husband and I like, called him and my midwife was like, "Just tell him to stay at work. Like there's no rush. Like there's no reason for you to stress at all. Just keep going about your day as you normally would." And I'm like, Okay. Like, it's such a weird thing to know like you're in labor, but you just have to go about your day. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um and so that was 9 30. Chris got home at like noon. Um, I still hadn't had any contractions. I felt totally normal. We took the dogs to the dog park around like 1 30. Um and that's kind of when I started to get contractions, and I was like doing child's pose in the grass at the park um, because they it just felt like really bad period cramps. To explain it lightly, um, I came home after that, took a shower, blue dry like blue dried my hair. Literally, it couldn't have gone like. And it's so crazy because I truly feel like I manifested this. I really just kept meditating the week before of like what I wanted my birth to be like, I just kept saying I wanted it to go smoothly within like 12 to 24 hours. Um, I wanted my water to break. And I just like was visualizing like this whole entire scenario. And I don't know if that helped me like, cause I then the other part of me kept thinking of like the worst case scenario. And I was like, no, like block that out of your mind. I legitimately did not want to do, I want to do everything in my power not to go to the hospital. And so I really just kept trying to like every day close my eyes and visualize my birth. And I, I don't know if that like just helped bring it to fruition, but um, it was, yeah, it was so wild just how it all worked out. So I showered, blow dried my hair. My contractions were starting to get like a lot stronger and a lot closer together. Um, but prior to birth, and I think I shared this in another episode, I did like a birth course. Um that went a lot over like my breathing and my mindset. Um, Bridget Taylor, if you guys are pregnant and currently, you know, anticipating labor, Bridget Taylor on YouTube is huge. She really helped me on as far as like learning how to breathe and like go internal. Um, and so it was around 5:30, 5:45. My husband called our midwife to let her know, like, okay, you know, her water broke at nine o'clock this morning, her contractions are getting a little bit closer. Um, she wanted to like listen through a contraction and she pretty much was like, I think you guys are fine. I think you just stay at home, stay put for a little while. And at this point I was just like, (laughs) no, I don't want to stay here anymore because I know I have to get in a car and drive. I think our midwife facility was like 10 minutes or so away. And I'm like, right now is really the only time I'm going to be able to like sit in a car. Like if it gets any worse, I'm not going to want to get in the car at all. Um. And so we got there at six and she checked me and I, I told my husband on the way there, I'm like, Oh my God, this baby's coming so much sooner than we think it is. Like this hurts. Like I am in some, I, I didn't, I could barely even talk really. Yeah, and I was like, this God, baby's God. coming. Like it hurts. Like these are contractions. Oh my gosh. And she checked me and she's like, so you're at a one. Um, if you guys <laughs> want to go back home, you can, and just oh, come God. back later. Oh, or if you want to stay here, I looked at her and I like, Chris, said so I like turned white and I just didn't oh. say anything. <laughs> so I was like processing, like, are you joking me right now? I'm at a yeah, wild like, I've go got to to a 10, like six or seven. Literally. It was wild. So um I was like, all right, that's really where I I like had to seriously like not look at anybody and just close my eyes and like give myself a pep talk of like, okay, Meg, you literally have nine more centimeters to go and you're already dying. Like how are you going to do this? And I looked at Chris. I was like, nope, we have to go to the hospital. Like, I need to get an epidural immediately. Like, this is not happening. And he, like, he, like, didn't want to laugh, and he kind of laughed. He's like, I didn't want to say, like, this is what you wanted because, as you guys know, he wanted a hospital birth at first, which that's a whole other topic. I would actually love to have him on and, like, give his side of the story. But um, he – was like, nope, we're here. You got this. Like, he was seriously like the best support I could have ever asked for. And he was just like, reminded me like, this is the exact, ev- everything so far has been exactly what you've been like visualizing. Like you got this, you know? And I was like, you're right. I got this. I got, I have to, like, I, there's nothing I can do. Um, so that was at about six. Um, and then you really like, I can't even explain it. So when you're going through it, like it is such a full body experience that like, you're not really there. Like I can't, I don't really know. You're kind of like in a trance. At least I was like, I was so internal. You you, you would think that you would be, you, you see birth and things on movies and stuff where they're like yelling and so loud. Like I was so quiet and so internal, like our midwife told Chris like at some point she's gonna sound like a barn animal and I did like because you kind of just like make these like mm, like like, moo like kind of noises it's really crazy but
1: how long did it take so you get there and they're like you're one centimeter you can go home and you're like it was what so like how long then did it take to get to like yeah. So that was, I mean, cool. mentally, you must have, you must have been like, if you were like, I feel like I'm dying right now, like, this baby is coming, like, mm-hmm. how could, how, like, I just, my mind can't wrap I around. I didn't even
0: realize how crazy yeah, it was going to get. But it's yeah. like, it's weird. It's like, it's crazy, yeah. but like, it's the same feeling that you were feeling, but it just gets more frequent and a, like a little stronger every time. Like, and they're a little bit longer every time. So, it was just like, there was really, you have, you pretty much, I, I literally felt like every other minute I was contracting for eight hours from the time I got there until I had her. So at six was my, I was one centimeter. She checked me again an hour later and I was at like two, three. Um, and then she left, which I didn't know. She didn't tell me, but she told like my husband and my mom, she went home and left us there. Cause she's like, She's going to be laboring for a few hours. You guys don't need me here. I want you guys to just be with each other and let like letting her just do her thing. Her body knows exactly what she's doing. She doesn't need any medical interventions. Like I'll be back at like nine, nine 30. And I didn't even know she left. Like that's kind of like how out of it you are when you're going through it. Like you're pretty much, I was like on the bed and your body like goes through like hyperventilating like you get really freaking hot to where you're like dripping in sweat and then all of a sudden you're like shivering like whole body convulsions like shaking and you just I like needed to be by a heater and under the heated blanket and then you're like dripping in sweat it's just like you're it's crazy and so we pretty much did that back from like the bed to the toilet to the bed to the toilet the bed bed. because then you start you know hemorrhaging a little bit and like you're comfortable on the toilet because it's just like yeah, like things are happening. Like what the hell is happening down there? Um, so that was at seven. So before she left, I was at two, three, she got back at like, she pretty much told my husband, she was like around nine, nine 30 is when she's going to kind of start transitioning. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to be back. And so around like nine 30, I think it was like nine 29. I started hemorrhaging pretty bad. And he was like, um, like she's bleeding a lot. Like, is this normal? You're not here. What the heck? And she's like, What time is it? And he's like, nine twenty nine. She's like, Told you. I'm. she's like, I'm literally in the in the parking lot. And she got there and she checked me and I was at eight nine. So I was like transitioning, like about to like get to that point of like having her
1: when she got there. So it was just a um, like, crazy three and a half hours. You just had to like for like three and a half hours had to like oh, yeah. Just get through it. When you think about it, it's really not that long, especially for – It's your- not, but then you think about like the most pain you've had. Like the only thing – so when you when you had your DNCs, did they give you a little pill to put in the side of your cheek? Yes. yes. Did that feel anything like – because when they gave that to me, I like an hour, whatever, half an hour, an hour later, was like hunched over in pain, completely white, They had to give me like some IV with something because I was like completely out of it. And I was like, is this anything like what contractions feel like? And they were like probably like very, very mild. And I was like, what? It's like I feel like I blocked out my DNCs just because it was so
0: like – Mental for me, I thought like yeah. I'd block out pain, which it's so crazy because you'd think I would block this pain out, but it was like a pain for a purpose, you know. So it's it like is, I remember
1: yeah. the whole thing. It like ends. Up, it ends up being beautiful pain, where like yeah. the pain of a DNC is like just heart wrenching. Yeah, no, for reals. And
0: it's it's what's so cool is I I know we had talked about like expectations for birth and stuff. Like I didn't I didn't have any fear going into this. Like I knew like literally the whole time I was so positive internally. And I just kept telling myself, like me and my baby are working together and I cannot wait to meet them on the other side. Like and even though I would be like, I kept I couldn't even talk. I'd be like, what time is it? What time is it? Like I literally would like have to like breathe
1: out like any like words because it was like it hurts so bad. did um, you have any concept of time at all. Like they told Chris that around 9 or 9 nine thirty, but did you know that at all did you I mean, know I mean like, I kind of it?
0: kept ass. I just I knew that I would have I would be home in my bed by that by the evening like I kept tying myself like mentally I kept preparing myself like you'll be home tonight sleeping in your bed you'll be home you're having this baby to go home and sleep in your bed tonight like I just kept repeating that and so
1: I don't know if that's why I progressed so quickly is that how it works at a birthing center you like have the baby and they just send you home yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah. So I'll, I'll get there. So it's wild. So I, she got there at nine 30. I got into the tub immediately, which the tub was incredible. Like if you guys are thinking about a home birth or a birthing center, I highly recommend a bathtub because it totally like, I don't know if it was a distraction or like just the warmth felt so nice, but I went through a couple contractions in the tub and, that's really when I felt like the urge to start pushing a little bit and my midwife was checking her heart rate and her heart rate was getting a little bit too high. Um, and so they had me get out of the tub. Um, this was at about 10 30. So I was in the tub for maybe like 45 minutes or so. Um, and I was really sad cause I really wanted to have her in the tub. Um, but she's like, we're just going to drain it. And then I'll re I'll put the water back in. We'll get you back in the tub um but she knew i wasn't going to go back in the tub i think she just didn't want to tell me that she's like no the tub isn't going to be her baby's heart rate's too high and she she was so awesome of like not putting any fear like any time i would ask her like how much longer and she's like you're that you're you're one step closer to meeting your baby like she just kept like she never really gave me like a timeline, but every response was just like, it wasn't what I what didn't want to hear, but also it was like a positive. I can't really explain it, but
1: is there something about the tub and the heart rate, like something about the water or the heat or something that raises their heart rate? Possibly. Yeah. It can cause stress, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, her
0: heart rate was raised. And so I went. then I went, had, a, had some contractions on the bed. I had what was called a cervic lip, I think it is. Um, where her, I was fully dilated, but besides like a little corner of my cervix, so her head kept getting stuck on the s- cervix, and that's why she wasn't coming out. And I think that's why her heart rate was, um, lifting or raising a little bit. So she had me do some contractions on my side, which opened up my cervix lip. Um, and then I did. I went from the bed to the toilet for gravity, back to the bed, back to the toilet, back to the bed. And that's really where I was like full blown, like, holy shit, like I'm pushing. And it's like you go through this moment where you're like, I can't do this. Like I literally kept saying, I can't like, owie, 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 repeatedly over and over <laughs> and over. Like my videos were hilarious. I'm just like, owie, 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 like a little two-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> And then I'm like, I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. And they're like, we literally see her black hair. It's black hair. Like, you're almost there. And I just remember there was a moment where I looked at Chris, and I was like, I can't do this. Like, I literally physically can't. I couldn't even, like, speak it. But I was just like, I can't. And he's like, you literally looked so defeated. And that's normally where, like, you're this close to having the baby. Um, And so he was like, babe, I literally see its head. You're like an inch away. It's head's an inch away from coming out. And I'm like, you're all right. He's like, you, you're doing it. Like it's your, our baby's going to be here within like the next few minutes. And I'm just like, holy shit. Like it was just, you're just, you're just like, okay. So then, and it's crazy. So Chris had one foot and Shelby had the other foot and my mom, oh, there's a funny, while this is all happening, you guys, my mom had this little handheld fan that I brought because like the cool, like the little breeze, I felt really nice on my face while I was going through this. And Chris goes, i am I went. Chris goes to like block my head. Hang on. Oh, shoot. I keep hitting my, my mic. Chris goes to like block my head from a, the fan. Mom's like, what? You think I'm going to hit her? And he's like, I don't know, Nene, you're getting really close. And can you imagine, like, how pissed off she'll be if you hit her in the in the head with the fan right now while she's, like, pushing? She's like, I'm not going to hit her. And then I start, like, really pushing or whatever. My mom's, like, paying attention to me giving birth. And all of a sudden, it's like, Pff! and the fan oh ties <laughs> up in my hair, like, right, no. po- right before I'm about to push. Sorry. Um and it is just hilarious and mom's like oh shit and everyone starts laughing and I'm literally like pushing like (laughs) so pissed off like there's a freaking fan in my hair I'm like you've got to be joking me right now um so she they take the fan out and I have this huge like bird's nest on my head and I barely speak like this whole time besides asking like I can't saying like I can't I stop and I'm like, I just need this out of my hair. And they all start laughing. And they're like all like cracking jokes like, the whole time. And I'm just like, I can't even talk. but I'm like pissed off at everyone that they're like having this great all time while I'm like going through this freaking labor. And so then Shelby's just like literally pulling the like knots out of my hair and like brushing my hair because I was like, I, all I could see in the peripheral vision was this like rat's nest. I'm
1: like, so no, literally like on top of everything.
0: It was hilarious. So we have all these pictures of um, my mom like holding the fan all close. I had a photographer come and it's like the evil fan that we talk about now. But um, yeah, it was So I the last push. I had her at 1235, I guess. Like I pushed her head out and she like turned – well, they didn't know. We didn't know what she was. My, my mom in the video was like, look at him. He's so cute. He's so – because she like convinced herself that it was a boy because she wanted a girl and she's always wrong. She says, so, like, my whole entire pregnancy, she kept calling her a he. Um, and so her head came out. And I guess she, like, turned her head and looked at Chris and just started blinking. And Chris was, like, what the fuck? Like, this is the craziest experience of my life. And then the next push, I pushed her out. And she was born on her due date at 1235 in the morning. So pretty that much. so wild. It was amazing. Like, but afterwards, like, after I had her. I looked at Chris. I'm like, I will never do that again. Don't ever let me do that again. If I, if we have another kid, I'm going to the hospital. I'm getting an epidural. F that. Like I was so like because I was so exhausted.
1: Do you feel that way now? No. Like two months later, <laughs> you don't. You would do it again. Says, they're
0: like you. This like hormone comes over you that you like completely forget about the pain and you will like totally do it again. And it's so true. Like. I granted, I literally had a shake that day, like that morning, and I didn't eat like the rest of the day because I just couldn't. Um, So I was so famished. Like, so I mean, labor is like running 70 marathons. I feel like it was insane. So I was so exhausted, like, looked at myself in the mirror. I'm like, holy crap, I'm so pale. But yeah, literally, I had her at 1235. Then you like birth your placenta afterwards, which I think it was like 15 minutes later. We did delayed cord clamping, so until her her umbilical cord got white, and then Chris got to cut it. Um, oh, right when she came out. So it was actually such a blessing that I didn't have her in the tub because she had marconium, she, meaning she like went poop in utero. Um, and that would have been a hospital transfer if I would have had her in the tub mm-hmm. because she would have drank the water right when she came out. Mm-hmm. So honestly, it was such a blessing that I ended up having her on the bed because right when her head came out, so I did all the marconium. And in the video, you can see like Shelby's face like was like, Oh, shit, because it could be, you know, not good. And so Shelby was all panic. Her midwife was so calm, so collected, like sucking her lungs, sucking her nostrils, like getting everything out. Um, Yeah, when they pulled her out, nobody really because she was obviously upside down. So they were like, she was, like, hitting her back and to, like, get her, like, lungs moving and all this stuff out. And then she, like, flipped her up. And I was the first one. And I was like, it's a girl. Yeah, it's a girl. And I started, like, freaking out. And then Aww. Shelby and mom were like, it's a girl. And they, like, it's so cute, like, seeing Chris's face. And, um, Aww. yeah, it was just, like, it's crazy. and was it part- the best surprise? It was the Hi. best surprise. I was telling Chris yesterday, though, I'm like, I just love her. Let me take her little head, her little headband off. I freaking love her so much. And I'm like, a part of me kind of wishes I knew it was her. It's weird. Like, I'm so glad it was a surprise because it was so special. And like, oh my gosh, like just the thrill of like it, seeing what she was right when she came out. But like, now that I kind of think back on my pregnancy, I'm like, I was connected to my belly and like the baby in there. But, like I never knew what it was, and I feel like if I knew it was her, it might be different because like it's like she's here now and like I know her little personality and like I don't know how it would feel if it was if I knew it was my daughter inside, but I don't know. It's crazy. But yeah, she's here and she's super healthy. She was seven pounds, fourteen ounces, and perfect. Yeah, perfect little size head. Yeah. She's stronger than, stronger than ever. Baby. Yeah, I I full blown, like if it's possible and you guys are at all curious or have any questions on a um like natural birth, I highly recommend it. I also love so we had her um at 1235. Then I like oh, so right when she came out, you guys, she literally pooped all over me. Like, all over me. I yes. Like I've never in my life. Like it was literally all over my stomach, all down in between my legs, like, I felt gross just because I just gave birth and was like, you're sweaty, you're like already dirty yourself, you feel like, what the hell just came out of me, you're like, I'm trying to birth the placenta, I'll have her, (laughs) sorry, this is like a TMI episode, but she, and so they take her away, they give her a nice little bath, and I'm literally like, do not give me my daughter until I shower, I like, did, they're like Meg like just like you have to breastfeed first I was like I cannot do that I cannot do that until I take a shower and my midwife had to come over and like look at me and she's like Meg you just gave birth like you cannot stand up like, you cannot go take a hot shower And right I was like I just oh really, and they, like, literally started crying I was like I just really want to oh. take a shower it's <laughs> such I a felt-
1: hormone rush too oh my like, gosh I cried so many times in the hospital just for like silly things because your hormones are just like what just happened? Yeah. So yeah.
0: it was crazy. I finally got to shower at like 1.30, like an hour later. Um, they just kind of wiped me up. I breastfed. I My photographer was there. It was pouring, like storming outside. I don't think California has had that much rain in a long time. Um, And then we, le- we literally got home by 3 o'clock in the morning. And I literally I just had- was like laying in bed. And so pressed- they, did, they just
1: sent you home
0: yeah wow.
1: Chris thought we were staying there he's
0: like so like do we just is this where are we gonna like can I help change the sheets like to sleep? and my midwife's like no you're going home and he's like oh we are and she's like yeah you're going home and they could tell he was kind of like oh shit like we actually have to like go home with this newborn right now and like figure it out so but it was great I mean we came like huh Did they then come over the next day or something like today? She came over two days later, I think two or three days later, and did a little check, like, and she was totally fine. Um, But, yeah, I I just remember, like, literally coming home. I showered there. Finally, it felt so great. Um, My shower was a weird experience, TMI. But, yeah, your body after you give birth is just – Next level, like every ounce of you is like, what the hell? Um, and yeah, I just remember laying in bed and like Chris got home, he took a shower and I was just sitting there like holding my daughter and like being like, What the hell just happened? Like I was literally just here at four o'clock today and now I'm in my bed and I have our like she's not in my stomach and it was like a really I mean, as you know, like it's so crazy when you get home, you're like, Oh my gosh, like I actually have a baby. Like, it actually happened for me,
1: you know? And yeah, I still think that. So yeah, I feel like that feeling lasts for, like, ever. It lasted a while. I mean, I mean, I still kind of feel like that. Um, like, now I look at him because he's almost 11 months, and I'm like, I can't believe I just get to, like, hang out with you all day.
0: I know. Um, I think that, seems-
1: that feeling doesn't really go away, but – my experience was just so crazy different, um, so it's so interesting to hear, like no. how different birth story this guy is. Not I very happy, are you?
0: He's <laughs> like, let me go. No, but yeah. yeah, it's and like healing. I mean, I was. And the first week was hard. You know, it's hard to walk. You're bleeding. You're achy. You're all the things. And then by week two, I was literally feeling good like kind of up and about I went on a little walk um went to the grocery store and by 3 weeks I I don't know it's so crazy I don't know if it was because I had such a decent um like birth experience that my body, like recovery was so nice um but I haven't had like anything crazy I think I stopped bleeding within 2 weeks like I I just I I swear just the manifesting like what I wanted to be it like totally I don't know and I know it's not everyone's story and I feel so thankful that like I had such a good experience but I'm just like
1: ugh, I could do it it over again you know for anyone listening who like is pregnant and maybe is fearing their birth like it's so nice to hear a positive story because I feel like yeah and I think we probably talked about this but towards the end of pregnancy all you hear is like People want to come up to you and tell you their horror stories, and you're like, This is not what I want to hear. Absolutely. <laughs> so it's, I'm sure it's nice, you know, to hear your birth went pretty much exactly the way you had envisioned it. She came on her due date, you feel good afterwards. Like, that's so nice that people can hear that you can also have that kind of experience.
0: Well, yeah. And like, I shared in other episodes, like my husband, you guys was so anti a birthing center. Like we had multiple therapy sessions, like talking about the birth and like how I wanted one thing and he wanted another thing. And obviously he ultimately was like, well, you're the one that's giving birth. So like, I'm, I'm not going to tell you, you can't do something that you want for yourself and our baby. And literally like the next day, he anyone that came over he enjoyed the experience so much just like no it was just so nice that it was like a lot of the times it was just me and him and he was just my support system and then Shelby and my mom would take off and take turns um Shelby was my doula and my mom was just there for extra support and as my mom should be and yeah and now he literally tells everybody like I hate admitting this in front of my wife, but like, I'm so glad that we went that route, especially for him. And for any of you guys listening, if your husband's like nervous about going this like untraditional route, he was so that way. And now he's like, now that I think about it and have experienced it, it was so calm and so peaceful. Like, I think if I were actually at the hospital, cause he has like anxious feelings and like OCD and like thinks things, like worst case. And he's like, if I were at the hospital with all like the buzzing and the noises and the, um, nurses in and out and like the interventions and all this, the fear mongling and he's like, that probably would have stressed me out so much more. And he's like, the fact that it was so calm and peaceful, there was not one noise besides your birth playlist and the fan that was on. Like, that's all, that's all we heard, you know? And, And the fact that we were home that night and Everything went well. He's like, you know, obviously, I say that because we had a good experience. If things were to go not as well, like I probably would have had a different, like, outcome. But yeah, it's just really cool to hear, you know, that he feels that way. And I I should have him on the podcast to talk about it because it's, I know, I would love to hear a totally different, like, mindset (laughs) now that we've gone through it. Really quick, lastly, I had asked a couple questions on my, I asked if anybody had questions on my Instagram. I just want to answer them. Um, One person said, do you have to have a doula? And the answer is no, you do not. Um, If you're comfortable with just like your husband or your mom or whoever um, being that person for you, like that's totally fine. I personally, my best friend, big sister, pretty much by sister from another mister, I chose to be my doula. She is not a certified doula. She's just had two natural births and she is my person and knows me very well. Um, and also was such a good buffer for my husband and for my mom. Cause she knows them really well as well. And so for me, it was like, if my mom was driving me nuts or my husband was driving me nuts, like I can just give her the look and she would know. We didn't have that situation, but I was like thinking like all the things in my head of what could, but because she's had two natural births, she knew Chris had the strength. Cause a lot of times for, for me, you guys counter pressure on my hips was my saving grace during labor. Um, but Chris had great strength, but she just knew exactly where to touch my hips, how to push, like what to talk to me about, how to talk me through like hard things. Chris was just like, you got this, babe, you're doing great. But sometimes like you need that little tough love. And so Shelby, would, my, which was quote unquote my doula, would look at me in the face and be like, Meg, like you are not pushing hard enough. Or like you are thinking in your head, you're you're pushing with fear, or, like you need to release. Like she could tell me the things I didn't want to hear, but I needed to hear, you know? So I highly recommend a doula. I think they're really a big help outside of like your close support
1: team, you know? Yeah. I feel like everyone that I've talked to that had a doula pretty much like for the most part, I think like 99% of people are really happy that they had one. And I had one before we ended up having a scheduled C-section. But I, even in the like 10 weeks leading up to my birth, she made me feel so much better just like at peace. Like anytime I had anxiety, she like would talk me down from it. So even in those weeks leading up, she was great. Um, and then obviously I didn't use her, but,
0: but doula, what is like, they say like a doula is for the mom, a midwife or doctors for the baby. So that's just something to consider. And then there's two more questions. Were you afraid of the pain? That was your method. What was your methods that your methods might not work in the moment? Honestly, no. I, I did a pain-free birth course from Mighty Mama Movement. It was really helpful. I did a lot of, like, mental visualization holding ice and just breathing through the pain holding the ice. Um, and honestly, like, you just have to trust your body. That's what I just kept reminding myself, like, my body was made to give birth. Like, this is what my body was literally made to do. Women, for decades upon decades have been doing this like it was a part part of me when I was getting bad I remember sitting on the toilet like going through a contraction telling myself like my ancestor did this in a fucking field like I can do this I have every like everything that I need possible if I need it um so just it's not even being afraid that your methods might not work your method is your body and you have to learn to trust it if you want to do a natural birth you know um, and then the last question is what transition between dilation was the hardest part for you? Um, I don't even know. Yeah. I would honestly say from like eight centimeters till pushing was hard cause you knew it was coming, but like, I still, so 1030 is really when I started to like feel the urge to push, but I didn't have her until 1230. So like those two hours seemed like the longest two hours of my freaking life because I was like I know she's coming soon because I'm at like eight nine but like I still have to get to 10 centimeters and I still have to push so like I think those two hours would be like because you're like anticipating it happening but it's also like why the f is this taking so long which every birth is different you guys so like some people have their babies literally within like two hours of They're water breaking and like crazy. Some people have 42 hour labors. Like everyone's labor is different, but that would be um, my hardest part. Um, And the last one just says, no question. I applaud you for having the courage and trusting your body is made to birth. And I feel like I should just end it there because it's so true. Like our bodies are made to do this. If you're pregnant after loss right now and, like, feeling the fears and things that we've talked about before, like, just keep reminding yourself your body is made to do this. And I hope, like me, when you're in it, like, that those fears kind of disappear and you just try to re- remind yourself, like, you and your baby are working together. And at the end of this, your baby going to be in your arms. You know, positive thoughts. <laughs>
1: All I yeah. can help. I think too though, like for anyone who is in a situation like I was, I think I've talked about my birth at yeah. some point. But um, yeah. you know, if I really wanted to have an unmedicated birth. Um, and that's just not how it went for me. So, you know, if stuff like that comes up at the end of your pregnancy, like oh. for me, it was I just want to birth a healthy baby. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and, like, no matter how he comes out is how he comes out. And
0: at the end of the day, if
1: I'm healthy and he's healthy, like, that's all that I want. And so if, you know, I I so badly wanted an unmedicated birth. And I really had to work my mind around, like, going in the complete opposite direction, having a scheduled C-section. Um, so, you know, like, I guess I just want to say if people are in that position that I was in, like – it's going to be okay. And like Absolutely. birth is birth. And as long as they come out healthy and you're healthy, that's like truly all that matters. Yeah. But it's also so nice to hear of a story that went well and like according to plan and like, you know, the, the mental strength that you had to get through it um, and like have the exact birth that you wanted is incredible. And I think it's so valuable like for people to hear that it can go the way that you want it to go.
0: And, and yeah, like like you said, either way, the mental strength on either realm, like I was talking to a friend the other day and she was telling me her story and how she had to end up having a C-section. I'm like, honestly, that's, I think, an even tougher mental strength because you're literally having to, regardless, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm I, all I want is a healthy baby. But then your mind's also having to go through labor, but also like go through, holy shit, now I have to Now I'm thinking of all the other things that are happening that I don't want to happen, but like they're happening, you know, it's like a whole other level of strength. So birth, regardless of what happens is incredible and insane and the most wild experience and process. And I just can't believe that we are both
1: moms. I know we're both here on the other side and yeah, hopefully, you know, Mm -hmm. hopefully it, be inspiring and and helpful to people. To you know, we got our miracles, and I'm so 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 thankful. And that's all I hope for the people that listen to this podcast is that they
0: get them to you
1: Yours too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. This guy. This guy well, needs like some food or a bottle uh, or something. You guys, for
0: listening. He wants to, to say bye. Putting up with our little baby noises and suckling and all the things, but um, all of the things. I'm happy to be back and we're excited for next week's episode. We have a guest speaker coming on and we cannot wait to share and have you hear her story because if you guys are in this journey and you want to talk about resilience, she is an incredible person to follow. And I can't I'm just wait. really, really,
1: really excited about it. So we'll see you guys
0: next episode. Yay!
1: Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. It would mean everything to us if you'd rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us, your hosts, on Instagram at Meg Och, M E G O C C H, and at S J Silk, S J S I L K, and follow at Meant to Be Mama underscore podcast for all podcast related updates.
0: Our biggest goal is to create community in this space. So feel free to DM us, introduce yourself, and share your stories if you're open to it. You can also find our private Meant to Be Mama community by requesting us on Facebook and searching Meant to Be Mama podcast community.
1: You can find all of these links in the show notes. See you next episode.